This is episode 102 with Chris Davis of Active Campaign. This is Crowdfunding Uncut, the place where creators and entrepreneurs come to learn how to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. Here's your host, Kirsten Ross. This episode is brought to you by BackerKit. BackerKit is a crowdfunding fulfillment software service that helps you take care of all the spreadsheet nightmares after your campaign is done. Let me explain. Once you have hundreds of new backers for your product, you're going to be exporting a ton of customer data that is probably going to change. People will need to change their shipping address. They'll want to downgrade some of their rewards. They'll want to buy more rewards. And when you don't have a system in place to help with this, it's actually going to be taking a lot more of your time dealing with customer service admin, and you're probably going to screw stuff up, which is not good long-term for customer relations. BackerKit gives you a full done-for-you software platform online where you can easily manage all of your customer data. And my favorite part about working with them is that once your campaign actually wraps up, they help you get additional sales from your customers by offering to upsell to more rewards or options that you may or may not have on your campaign. They have worked with more than 2,000 projects, delivering more than 3.5 million rewards um, and products. This could be digital products or, heck, even physical products to you guys. They've been amazing to work with. I've partnered with them on the show because I've worked with them in the past and they are amazing. So if you are looking for a partner after your campaign that's going to make your life super easy, they are the ones to go to. To find out more information, go to backerkit.com. But wait, at checkout, they're actually giving the uncut listeners, which are you guys, going to give you 50% off of their setup services. So when you go to backerkit.com, go to checkout and use the five code uncut, U-N-C-U-T. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Crowdfunding Uncut. I'm Kirsten Ross. You guys know that by now because I've been in your earballs for well, as long as you've been listening to the podcast. Um, I have, I'm so excited for this interview. I have Chris Davis from Active Campaign. If you guys are wondering what the heck Active Campaign is, they are an email service provider. What is that? They are, um, if you want to know where you get all my emails from, it's managed and my email list is managed through Active Campaign. And I am madly in love with the software, and I think that um, we've had quite a few questions from our private members community on how to start email marketing and why it's important and um, and all that thing. Because I think for project creators starting off, it could be um, they may not understand where email comes in with their their um, going to launch strategy, but they also have no idea where to get started because there are so many different platforms, and because. I recommend Active Campaign and I use them with our one-on-one clients. Uh, funny enough, I had Chris reach out to my client Jamstack, who we did a launch for them, and then Jamstack recommended Chris to me. So I was like, oh man, I'd love to have Chris Davis on the podcast. And anyways, I'm really stoked. Um, Chris, you know, I'm going to let him go into his role and stuff like that with Active Campaign. But today we're going to be doing a deep dive into um, what Active Campaign is doing. Uh, behind the scenes, how you can actually go about selecting an email service provider and how to get started with email marketing and automation and just really simplify the process. So um, Chris is the director of educational content at Active Campaign, which basically means he helps people like us, our their customers, have a really great experience and understand how to really maximize the software within their businesses, regardless of where it's starting from. So Chris, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Yes, Kirsten, I I share your excitement, and I am honored to be here. 
Yeah, I find like, I'm really weird because when I find a software I like, I'm mega obsessed with it. Like for me, I think R2, I get asked a lot, what are the tools that we use? And it's like definitely ClickFunnels and ActiveCampaign are the two big ones that we use just for building our funnels and stuff like that, which is, you know, when you click on a Facebook ad, um, bringing people into your little ecosystem of a brand. So, mm-hmm. um, so Chris, I know like I just gave a super high level of what you do and stuff, but um, how did you get into doing what you are doing today? Yeah, it's it's funny because a, a lot of times, and, and maybe this will resonate with the, the the listeners, is that a lot of times you're doing something and just don't know how important or how what you're doing now can be impactful, perhaps in another area or industry. Okay, and I say that because I started out as uh, formally as an engineer. Um, that's my formal education. I worked for Lockheed Martin for over seven years, uh, programming microprocessors. So down to the nitty gritty ones and zeros, coding in binary in a laboratory with no windows. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it for two years and hated it for the last five. And at that time, I remember asking myself, like, what am I here for? Why am I doing this? this is so boring. Everybody's a robot around me. I just want to be around people, you know, X, Y, Z. And um, so I eventually left Lockheed Martin, started a web web development firm, I guess you can call it. Um, that was short lived because I started to understand, like, you know what? The magic is not in the website. The magic is what's happening behind the website. And that's what introduced me to the world of email marketing. And shortly thereafter, I got exposed to marketing automation. Um, And from there, I started to implement it. I I figured there was a tool, I won't name drop, (laughs) but there was a tool a lot of small businesses were using that was very confusing. So I said, you know what? I'm an engineer. I can figure this tool out. And if I can figure this tool out, I can be valuable to the space. And that's exactly what I did. I figured the tool out within a few months, got certified in it. And before you know it, not only am I serving clients, but I uh, ran into the CEO, Clay Collins of Lead Pages, and he was looking for someone who could implement their marketing strategy using the exact tool. I guess I will name drop um, using Infusionsoft <laughs> at the time is you what mean we were using. Infusionsoft? <laughs> <laughs> that has been synonymous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was a it was a startup that was looking to go really fast. So as nerve wracking as it was, I was like, OK, I've never moved this fast or done it at this capacity. But I jumped on board for two years. It was probably the most amazing experience as a marketer I could have got. Um, as far as implementing at a very high speed and given the fact that the platform at Infusionsoft was not really catered for SaaS companies. So I really had to push it to its limits. And in doing that, I really fell in love with the space. I really fell in love with marketing automation. I saw what it could do to somebody who's positioned in the right way at the right time, right? And it was a gentleman at Lead Pages that asked me, said, Chris, how did kind of like what you asked me, like, how did you get in this space? And I was just talking to him. I said, you know, program microprocessors, XYZ. And he was like, well, what were the microprocessors called? And I was like, they were called autopilot. They were called autopilots, but I didn't finish the sentence because right when I said auto, I was like, oh, I've been in the automation space all this <laughs> like I've oh. been in the space this whole time and I didn't even, you know, connect the two. And ever since that day, I've just taken it and ran with it. I had an opportunity to really step back from the market, assess where I feel like the best 
the the company with the best position to take the most advantage and, and provide the, the the best service uh, to entrepreneurs and small business owners, and that was Active Campaign. And the opportunity posed itself to come on and and be edu- take on the role of education. I built out the entire department from scratch, and um, we've been running ever since. Because it's crazy. Because I I was introduced to you guys. I mean, not physically introduced, but introduced to your software like 18 months ago. And at the time, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but you guys have grown ridiculously quickly in the last 18 months. Yes, you are correct. Um, about 18 months ago, we were around the size of 30-ish. Um, now we're over 150. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> yes. So when we go into, okay, because we have two, two kinds of people who are listening to this podcast. They're either like, what is marketing automation? Or they have the ones who are like, okay, I'm ready. You know, they know a little bit about it and are right. ready to get their hands dirty. So just to appease the people who are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you just walk me through, I know the answer to this, but like mm-hmm. in your words, what is marketing automation and why is it something not to be ignored for someone just getting started? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, marketing automation, I like to define it as, you know, the, the process of employing technology to continually execute your marketing strategy, right? And and this phenomenon or, or uh, this idea, I should say, isn't really new, it's just new to us, right? Technology being used in place of, you know, human beings has not been something that has been available to the small business owners, but corporations have been using it all the time. I mean, the basic example is a computer, you know, back in the day where people were computers. Now we have Dells and HPs. They replace maybe four or five jobs and people are using them. Right. Um, But with the advancement of technology, it's brought that impact down to the small, small business owner. So where, uh, you know, maybe Best Buy or 3M were paying $50,000 a year for technology to operate their marketing. Well, now what does it cost? You know, 50, 60 bucks a month. And the small business owner can operate as an enterprise, which is amazing. This is new. This is a new day for the business owner. And that's why I'm I'm really excited about it. But that's essentially marketing automation, right? Instead of you hiring an entire staff to run your marketing, employ technology to do that for you automatically. Mm -hmm. And how, like, I mean, if you guys are like wondering how we use marketing automation behind the scenes with product launches, um, what we do is I will, when we set up a um, funnel for a client, so we build the landing page and we drive Facebook ads and, you know, drive people to that landing page. The whole goal of that is to capture their email address so that they go on an interest list and you're building your audience around your launch. And I find that um, that is how you build an audience, but it's not just about having a list. You need to engage that list. And so marketing automation of how I would use active campaigns for a launch is we would start with like the $9 a month plan and you guys charge based on number of contacts you have. So the $9 a month is like great for starter. We build out a basic educational sequence. So, you know, in English, what that is, is we have four emails that are meant to educate people on your brand, what your story is, why you're launching this really cool product. And, um, you know, as soon as they subscribe to the list, they get this automated email sequence. And so this is a way for like people to not forget about, 
your brand. Cause you know, we have ADD brain. Like as soon as someone signs up for something, it's like, we're just going to forget completely. So like a way to stay in their inbox, uh, by using a service like active campaign allows you to not, and trust me, like half my clients are doing this before we get to them, but like they're just getting new subscribers to their Gmail. And then I ask them, mm-hmm. when's the last time they emailed? They're like, Oh, a month ago, which means that prospect is dead. So like yeah. half, half the battle is, is creating an engaged audience by using marketing automation to make sure you have a way to communicate with your growing audience. Yep, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, right? Um, it becomes a, a point where you're realizing the, the lack of embracing technology and the price you pay for, for ignorance and just not knowing becomes a heavy, heavy toll. Right. So like you, I mean, how how realistic is it for anybody to be able to follow up with every single prospect in their business within five minutes? Right. Like, yeah, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if you're on, you know, studies show that people check their cell phone every like 150 times a day. So in theory, you Mm -hmm. could, but it just becomes it's just it's a nightmare. And so, yeah, I just I can't even imagine because I started with that. And then, yeah. After going through like a Weber Active Campaign get response, eventually like I found Active Campaign. I'm like, oh, no brainer. But right, right, and that's really the thing. Like, you want to use the platform, you want to use your the, the marketing tool Active Campaign in a means to to alleviate some of that, right? So now, like you mentioned, if you have a sequence of emails that go out immediately when a prospect submits their information, now it's a checkbox. You say, okay, am I following up with every prospect within five minutes? Checkbox, yes. (laughs) And most business owners can't check that box. Thus, they have no idea how much money they're leaving on the table. For sure. And they just don't have an awareness of that Uh, when they first get started. Cause you know, when, until you make that first dollar online or sell that first thing, all these are just, it just seems like impossible for you. Um, absolutely. Yeah. But honestly it's a no brainer for $9 a month. And like, I'm still, I'm so deep into the marketing automation game that I still like, (laughs) I get clients asking me like, why do I need to spend that $9 or whatever? I'm like, Oh, so we've now taken that in-house where we just like pay for that. Um, when we service people, but I was like, how do I even explain why you just need to do this. <laughs> so funny. Um, but in terms of um, like someone choosing a service provider um, mm. to get started or whatever, like, can you walk me through why a company like Act- a service like Active Campaign versus, say, Infusionsoft or Clavio or you know, because there's a huge price difference. You know, Active Campaign, yeah. Mailchimp, you guys can get started for as little as nine or ten dollars a month, but then mm-hmm. Infusionsoft is like two fifty plus, including all this training and blah blah blah. So, like, how does someone navigate the space and choose the right provider for them? Yeah, this is a good question because there there's what I call an invisible ceiling with all of the platforms out there. You know, there's a point to where. You can't go any further and you're going to have to either adopt a new technology or migrate to another platform um, to really break through. So, you know, when you're starting, like you mentioned, most people starting out, if you're that person and haven't made a dollar, it's all synonymous to you. (laughs) Right. You're just like all of these names. Which one is the best? And uh, the last thing I recommend doing is reading reviews online. They're like the worst. Right. Because they're really specific to that individual's perspective. And unless you're going to use it exactly like they're going to use it, 
the review is really worthless, right? The best thing is to do is to try it out for yourself, <laughs> right? So yeah. I like to say, this is my approach, uh, Kirsten. I'm, I'm a big Stephen Covey fan, uh, rest in peace. And he, one of his principles in the seven habits of highly effective people were begin with the end in mind, right? Uh, yes. So as a business owner, you know, at some point you want to be profitable, <laughs> right? You want your business to have grown. You know this. So what we've done is create a platform which allows you to come in as a beginner and grow to that advanced user without the need of migrating to another tool. So that's the biggest differentiator with Active Campaign. If you say, hey, look, I just want to send four emails. I was listening to Kirsten's podcast, and I need to send four emails, <laughs> educational, <laughs> when someone submits their form. They're going to do that. And since they're connected with you, and since they're in community and they're learning and growing, at some point, they're going to be like, okay, Kirsten, now I have these four emails. I'm ready for more. What if I could track the pages after I send the emails that they go to? And based on their pages, it would be really cool if I can like maybe send them a different type of messaging. And now you're like, oh, welcome to automation, <laughs> right? But they don't have to go buy a whole nother platform. You know, Kirsten, you've been in this space for a while, so you've seen it. In fact, probably have done it when you start out with MailChimp and you realize, oh, I need more than email marketing. What's out there? And in the past, people were going from MailChimp to Infusionsoft. That's a huge leap. Oh, yes. <laughs> huge painful leap. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I was telling you this offline before we started. Um, because so I got into before I, I was doing the crowdfunding, I was working with a company in the UK. Um, with and this is where I was basically getting paid to learn to do anything, which is you know a cool thing to do. But um, they started on say Mailchimp, for example. Um, and then I. I heard about Infusionsoft. And so I talked the client into going to Infusionsoft, you know, at the end of the day, I think it was a bad option because they're like, Oh great. So you can be our Infusionsoft person. You can go through the trainings, you can set up the automation. Yeah. And I was like, how hard can it be? And I've <laughs> never had, like, not had a software make me cry. Cause Infusionsoft <laughs> has uh, Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels. He's basically in a friendly comp, competition way he's declared war on Infusionsoft so when mm -hmm. I went to his funnel hacking conference earlier this year um, he gave everyone out t-shirts that says uh, we are not Infusionsoft but because uh, ClickFunnels also has like a built-in email automation <laughs> thing but what in the Infusionsoft part they have a big x that said Confusionsoft uh, and I was like it's an industry joke because Infusionsoft is like you know, you pay $300 a month or, you know, whatever that looks like. And it's just like yeah. how anything I, I, you would break an automation because the form code wasn't put in properly or the, the tag isn't right. And there's just so many points of failure. Um, yeah. so as soon as I jumped to active campaign, I was like, Oh, thank God. Like, yeah, absolutely. Way better. Yeah. And it's, you know what? And it's not like, it may sound like, Hey, don't bad mouth. But what we're really saying is the honest truth, right? Um, it's hard to make the transition, not just technically, but just think about it, Kirsten. Someone using email marketing like in the form of MailChimp, the needs, the capability of that platform only go from to like beginner to intermediate, right? And then you jump all the way into this tool that has all of this advanced <laughs> functionality along with the difficulty in learning how to use it. That jump is very hard. I've seen very few people make that jump successfully, 
right? So you, like you, I was amazed and 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 relieved when relieved when I saw that. Wait a minute, active campaign can stretch across that entire spectrum. So now I don't have to make the leap. I can just make the gradual growth path, <laughs> right? Like I don't have to make this abrupt go from email marketing all the way into full fledged advanced marketing automation. I can I can just you know kind of like gradually as my company grows, start adapting more and more and more features and and, and strategies. And before you know it, I am using full fledged marketing automation without the pain and confusion. Now, I'm going to pause. We cannot forget to thank the guys over at BackerKit for sponsoring this episode. BackerKit is a crowdfunding fulfillment software service that helps you take care of all the logistics, spreadsheets, and um, sorting customer data. Not only do they help make customer address changes super easy or changing rewards after someone has already bought, but the power is that they also help you um, do upsells and downsells and take care of all that. So if you don't have a system or platform already set up, um, they've already built that for you. And the best part, you can find them at backerkit.com, but they've actually um, created a discount code for the uncut listeners, which are you guys. So if you go to to uh, check out, use the code UNCUT, U-N-C-U-T. They're going to give you 50% off of their startup services, which is amazing. Um, So if you want to keep selling and keep making money and stay super organized um, after your campaign, they are the guys to go to. I've worked with them on a few campaigns now, and they are amazing. Again, backerkit.com. What are your top three favorite automations that you think people should start with as a no-brainer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got some, if anybody has followed any of my training and if you haven't, you can do so, um, activecampaign.com forward slash training. You can do a one-on-one or come to my office hours. And I do, uh, Kirsten, I, I build in what we call modular ways, right? So instead of building some big fancy automation on one page, I like to break them up, you know, into many functions, uh, for the lack of a better term. And one of my favorite automations, which is applicable to pretty much any business, is essentially what you said, right? Submit a form, send out three to four emails a day or two apart, and then a goal at the very bottom that they've done the next move. They've taken the next action, right? So now at any point, if they're on email number two and they take the desired action that we wanted them to take, maybe we have a trial account and we want them to become a paid person. Um, They sign up for a trial. They start getting email number one. By email number two, they're convinced and they get a paid account. That bottom goal removes them from receiving the next two emails so that the communication is consistent, right? Because the last thing you want somebody who just signed up receiving is uh, upgrade your trial emails, (laughs) right? It's like, but I already did. Right. Right. Uh, It's kind of like Okay, you know with re remarketing or retargeting, this drives mm-hmm. me crazy. But you see an ad for something. Okay, so you go to a website you don't buy, you see an ad, and then you finally buy it. But you're still followed <laughs> online by the same ad for the product. I'm like, I am already a customer, and you keep marketing to me like it's. Yes, it is so annoying, you know, is it not? It is. And and if anybody understands the buyer process, you know that right after the purchase is when buyer's remorse kicks in, right? We purchase emotionally and then we justify it after the emotional (laughs) experience rationally. So we're emotional first, then we're rational. So if you're sending me the wrong communication when I'm rational, 
Like, I'm going to put two and two together. Something's broke because I'm at my most rational point. It's like, why are you sending me this? Uh, maybe I shouldn't have signed up, right? So that's a very simple but important automation, okay? So that's number one. Uh, number two is uh, an engagement automation. I like to build out this automation that I call it like a silent listener, and it's just watching the contacts, seeing what you do. And if you haven't opened or clicked an email within 30 days, it's just going to apply a tag. It says, mm -hmm. hey, unengage for 30 days. It's going to do the same for 60, the same for 90. And that is like, if I, whenever I create an account, that's one of the first automations I set up, even before the one I just mentioned, because I need to know where you're at at all times, right? And those 30, 60, 90 unengaged tags, well, you would be amazed at how helpful they are when it's time to launch a new product or do a promotion, just so you can kind of identify where your hot leads are. Oh, that's interesting. Because when I look in my back end, I have, I mean, I really should be using ActiveCampaign a bit more, but I have my my welcome sequence, which is when yep. someone subscribes, what they get, and then your typical, okay, they've taken the action, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I also have an unengaged, or um, it hasn't, uh, hasn't opened emails in six weeks. And I think the title of that's like, why do you hate us or why do you hate me? And it's just sending them an email with a bold subject line to say, hey, we noticed you haven't opened our emails or uh, whatever in, in six weeks. Did we do something wrong? Um, and if they don't open that within a week, it automatically unsubscribes them. Yes. Because then that way you keep your list fresh and like with hot leads, as you said, right? Beautiful. That's beautiful, Kirsten. And I wish if there was one thing that... I would admonish everyone listening to do is adapt that approach because yes, there's, there's popular teaching out there of people who are like in my list is the size of 10,000 and get your next 10,000 leads in 30 days. But what they're not telling you is out of that 10,000, 1200 maybe are engaging, yeah. right? So since you pay for every seat <laughs> in your, in your application, why would you pay for dead leads? There's no shame in my game saying, hey, look, I don't have a 10,000 contact list. I have a 978 contact list of highly engaged people. When I send my emails, they open them, they share them, they reply, they click links. I make money. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, what do you think are some healthy – because um, the numbers I like to gauge a healthy email mm -hmm. list from – are uh, around 30% open rates is like phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And then click through yep. is like one to 2%. What do you, what do you see work? Cause that's just my list, but like, what do you see yeah, work really yeah. well? And, and these, I'll give you a, like kind of like a baseline. And as your list grows, these numbers will drop, right? The bigger your list, the more, the, the higher the potential of the more people on your list that don't take action, unless you grow it really slowly as far as like targeted, like most, like you're doing. So you're, you're growing a list of targeted people because you, you kick people off if they don't engage. So the rate at which you grow will be slower than somebody who just keeps every lead that they get on. Okay. So with that being said, I agree with your 30%, 25 to 30% is like a target right to shoot for. If you, as far as open rate, if you've got an open rate under that, then I would be worried that perhaps your messaging is not aligned with your audience, right? Um, now, that's the baseline. At Active Campaign, uh, and, and, and it's one of the things that I'm a champion of, is the idea that, you know, I don't send broadcast emails ever. We don't send broadcast emails ever because it takes maybe just five more minutes 
to be more targeted with your email. Now, maybe the platform you're using doesn't make that easy, but we do. We make it easy to send a targeted messaging to your audience. Now, check this Check this out what happens, Kirsten, when you send targeted messaging. Your open rate is going to jump by about 10%. So sending targeted messaging to smaller groups, right? So maybe I have, uh, like, let's say I'm, I'm selling products, uh, apparel, and I sell it for men and women, and I want to send an email that, that shows the new apparel that I have. Instead of sending a blast to my entire list, it like I'm saying, it takes me five more minutes to take that same email, duplicate it, change a few lines to speak to men, change a few lines to speak to women, and send two separate emails to the women on my list and the men on my list. So, okay, I'm looking at this like, um, this came up with Jamstack, actually. We were looking mm-hmm. to um, cross-reference from, because what we have are we have th- like two or three lists. We have um, backers and then we have general subscribers. And what we wanted yeah. to see was a way to cross-reference it to be able to say, uh, send out, so just say we didn't segment the backers and we only had mm-hmm. a list and we wanted to know who was a customer. So we want to segment that, right? Um, yep. is there a way we can manually segment or do we have to have it so that when a customer subscribes, they'll click a link or like, how do you go about that once you already have data in your thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so one way would be right when you import the data. Right. Depending on how the data is coming out of whatever crowdfunding platform, Indiegogo, Kickstarter, whatever, um, you'll at that point is your best opportunity. That's when I like to do it, because when you import with active campaign, you can map each column in the CSV, which I'm assuming most platforms spit out a CSV file, which is like everybody in Excel sheet, just Mm -hmm. a different name, um, different extension, file extension. Um, You can map each column to a custom field. Okay, so to get started or you could use tags, I like to use custom fields because it's a little cleaner on the initial import. Mm -hmm. So I would have a custom field with a radio button that essentially says status, right? Backer, lead, customer. Okay. And depending on whatever column, whatever value was in that column, it would set to that that data. So the custom field would either say you're a customer, it would say you're a backer, or it would just say you're a support. I, I forgot what the other term was. So you have those three right at the point of importing, right? So now you've got all your contacts in your database and you're like, you know what? We need to send messaging to our backers for X, Y, and Z, but people who have already received it or, you know, customers or whatnot, we want to exclude them and we don't want to send it to leads. Well, now when you go to contacts to search your contacts, you can literally just say the custom field that has backers as a value and it'll pull up all of those contacts and you could just email them I love or it. Add them okay. automation. Yep. Cool. That makes sense. I like that. And a- apart yeah. from that, um, like I've been told that I should uh, segment my list based on people who've already say is an example, like say have run a Kickstarter campaign versus just getting started. So like, I guess I could send an email to my list to say, Hey, we're looking at making more tailored content. Which one of these are you have them click Absolutely. the link and add a tag to it. I love that. Okay, cool. I love that. Right. And, and, and look at this, Kirsten, we've been on this podcast for 15, 20 minutes and look how quick an idea came with when you have kind of like the okay to say, let me be more targeted. 
<laughs> right? right? But a lot yeah. of people don't know the, the power of actually speaking to smaller groups. We're not saying if you have a thousand people, exclude some of them and only talk to a piece. That would be discrimination. You don't want to ostracize <laughs> contacts in your database. Yeah, we don't want you We're, like anymore. Like. <laughs> <laughs> right? You don't go sit in the corner. We're not saying that. What we're saying is if you take the extra five minutes, if, if what I'm saying takes an extra five minutes, which it does, and it can increase your opens by 10%, that is the best five minutes <laughs> that you can spend with your time. I so agree with that. And I think I've been really lazy with the segmentation, um, mm -hmm. apart from like the obvious ones, like paying customers versus subscribers. Like that is obvious to me, but I think um, like I'm at the point where I'm getting more targeted and more um, building up more complicated, not, that's a bad word, but like, you know, just more advanced automations. Yeah. More mature automations. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it's really yeah. cool that you went through like, what are some of the basics people can start with? So they don't think, Oh, I have to do 50,000 different automations. Yeah. And that's, and I'm so glad you pointed that out because this is the thing, Kirsten, right? If there's anybody out there promising you a pre-built funnel that you can just plug into your, into your uh, business and make money, they're lying through their teeth. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> okay. It doesn't exist. I, a funny story. I, I was speaking at an engagement once and, and I, I try not to use the word funnel because it's, it's so like cliche. And I was just talking about the elements that make up a funnel. Right. And a lady walks up to me afterwards. She's like, Oh my gosh, I've heard the word funnel thrown around so much. I finally get it. I finally understand what it is, which is one of the biggest compliments I can, I, somebody can ever give me. And, and then she, the next step, she was like, okay, so where do I buy it? Um, <laughs> right? It doesn't like, work like that. Right. She, in her mind, she was like, okay, now I just need to know what store I go to, <laughs> to buy this thing, to put I mean, it into business. Technically, if you want to go to funnel software, you'd go to click funnels, right? Get their 14 day trial using a link in the show notes. But anyways, um, <laughs> so free 14 day trial and you go in and they have different recommended funnels, but they're templates. Exactly. You have, you still have to, um, like if someone were to give you a pre-built funnel, like you have to even take the email template and customize that to your brand, like with your story and your message and your product, like there's no, yeah. Well, they may have templates. There's a lot of customization that has to happen. That's it. And remember, a template is just that. It's a starting point, a, uh, a light framework for you to work within. Because what will happen is if you don't have it, you've got all of these questions that are unanswered. And then analysis paralysis kicks in and you do nothing. So templates are necessary. Oh it's just God. that some people have taken this whole template approach and extended it too far. Mm -hmm. There's a, hey, you plug in this template and watch the money roll in. This <laughs> is like a way I to wish. <laughs> you know when that you know when that actually happens for a client with us? Cause like we have to set really good expectations because I know when we build a funnel, it takes a few weeks to optimize it to get results, right? Right. right. Um, but we had one that was optimized and converting within a week, like converting to, I mean, they all convert, but like converting at the numbers that we want to see. And we're like, oh man, this didn't take three, four weeks. Amazing. You know, it's. Yes. Yeah. Takes and time. that's the thing. When you do, when you do best practices, you're, you're always going to win. Sometimes it'll take longer. Sometimes it'll take shorter, but overall your victory percentage, your winning percentage is going to be great. 
Right. But but and that's the hardest thing to get people to understand, because most of the time and I'm so glad you have this podcast. So I'm hoping that there are people listening that have never done marketing automation. They've heard of it and they've always wanted to get into it because they'll be much more educated now than most people coming into it, because most people entering in have been sold that marketing automation is the key. Oh, you need marketing automation as if it's the solution to the problem in their business. And that is the worst approach. I tell everybody, you're the solution. Marketing automation is just a tool and a strategy. Yeah. But you hold the solution. You're the business owner. You're responsible for knowing your audience. Now, we are a tool to help you know your audience. You, once you know your audience, you're responsible for making the right decision as far as what offer to put in front of them. We will help you put that offer in front of them. Mm-hmm. Once they take the offer, it's your responsibility to fulfill it and properly onboard them. We will help you do that. But we don't do it for you. <laughs> you know, no Darn. platform does. <laughs> yeah, at least not for the price point of that we've yeah. quoted on this episode. <laughs> like, no, but you, just be clear, you don't do it. And um, I'm just going to say, I'm, I did a previous episode with someone uh, his name escapes me right now, but it it's a full podcast on how to write your first welcome sequence step by step yep. and what that looks nice. like. Um, so be sure to link to that in the show notes at crowdfundinguncut.com yes. uh, for this episode. But there's also like a really great resource on how to write compelling copy. It's .com secrets by Russell Brunson. I'll also link to that below, but it's, it's a, nice. the Bible for um, like storyboarding and, and copy and stuff like that. So it's really yep. good read. Um, yep. Yep. So and like I said, templates are important, Kirsten. Like everybody oh. should start with templates. It's just, you're not going to end that template. Just have that in your mind because a lot of times what I'm finding that the failure rate increases when the expectations are set erroneously in the beginning. So if you know that going in this, I have this template, but it's up to me to continue to refine it and watch the numbers. Okay, I use Russell Brunson's template with this subject line, and my open rate was 20%. What if I tweak a few words? And you tweak a few words, and then what happens? It's 35%. So, But now that becomes your email because mm-hmm. it's specific to your audience and things of that nature, right? Can you split test headlines yet or email subject lines with Active Campaign? Yes. So we have we have a feature. I'm glad you asked about this. This is probably one of the most powerful under the radar features. So first off, if you want to send uh, what's called a broadcast, we call them campaigns in, in active campaign, but a message to a list or a segment of people, you can split test the headline that way. So we have split testing campaigns and you split test the headline and then it can see, you know, like let's say you say two hours. I have two headlines after two hours. I want you to send 50 percent of my list to these two headlines. And after two hours, whichever headline is performing the best, send the remainder 50% to them. That's all automated within active campaign. Oh, okay? Wicked. okay. So yes, so you can do that. But here's here's the the next level. Version two is Kirsten, and you'll probably really enjoy this, is within automations, you can split test paths. Right. So now I can say maybe somebody's listening to this and says, you know what, I want to implement this four email educational series that Kirsten's going to talk about, but I don't want to send it every day, like one day apart. I wonder what will happen if I send my emails three days apart. Well, in the automation builder, you can have a split path. 
that you can split it 50-50. So half of the people will go down, same emails, but they'll get them one day apart. The other half will get them three days apart. And depending on which one creates the most customers or whatever your metric is, that path will become the winner and will automatically turn off the losing path (laughs) in an automation. Cool. I love that. I didn't like I saw that path feature because you guys have a really cool visual um, builder. But like I saw different paths, but I didn't think you could do that for different like emails. I saw like, oh, if um, like it'll say if contact clicks a link. Yes. Do this. No, do this. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yep. Exactly. That's that's our FLs. So we recently launched the split path. Um, feature, which is blue. It's it's baby blue, like sky blue in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would do it. And it's not, e- you don't even have to do even distribution. You can split them until a specific date, which is really good for promotions, right? Like until Friday at this time, send them down path A, but after Friday, send them down path B. Mm-hmm. Very simple and powerful. Like if we're talking about an automation that delivers a coupon until Friday, <laughs> we don't even have to worry about going in and turning it off because we have one path. The email says, here's your coupon. And then we have it set to after Friday at 8 p.m. Go down the other path and says, sorry, this promotion is over. Mm-hmm. You said it. In, you literally said it and forget it. So now people can come in at they will um, at as they will. And at fr- on Friday at the specific time that you did your split path, it will tell them, sorry, we're 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 no longer running this. Yeah, I love that. I think we can geek out for <laughs> quite a while on this. Yes. So in the sake of um, just keeping this concise, I'm going to yeah. wrap it up with one last question, which is there anything I should have asked you, but I didn't? Um, I, I think the biggest, I, I, I can say the question that you should have asked, well, I'll air quote should have, um, is where do most people get stuck getting started? Mm, right. I love it. And most people get stuck getting started by not realizing just how much they already know. Right. Um, technology introduces a barrier. Mm-hmm. So even if if you take writing, everybody knows how to write on paper. But there's something amazing when you put like the iPad Pro comes with that new pen. Writing on an iPad Pro is totally different than writing on paper. Mm-hmm. Why? You know how to write on paper. But for some reason, when you put technology in the middle, it adds a layer of complexity and make thing, it makes things uncomfortable. Okay, so when we when we understand this, I say that to say there are a lot of business owners that understand marketing and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But when you introduce the technology, that's what confuses them. Okay, so a lot of my time is spent. Not even talking about active campaign, but just getting clear on exactly what it is you're trying to do, right? Like what your current processes are, what goals you're trying to achieve. And once that is clear, that becomes the blueprint. No builder builds a house without the blueprint. This is true. (laughs) Or you're going to have a really awful house. You have a really bad house, right? <laughs> and if they did build it without the blueprint, they're not living in it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we, everybody needs, when you come into marketing automation, you need a blueprint. And what I found is that most people have the blueprint. They just don't realize it. Kirsten, most people, uh, a traditional business owner is doing in their business and they've never seen their process. Mm. They've never seen it, but they carry it in their head. 
And when you talk to them and say, okay, what's your first step? And whether it's a whiteboard or on paper, and then a lot of times they'll look at it and be like, oh, wow, that is what I'm doing. <laughs> right? I've never seen it before. But that's the point that I like to get people to before we adapt and implement marketing automation. Right? It. Because now we have our blueprint. Now we're positioned for success. Now it's just a matter of execution. And if they're connected with someone like yourself that can do the execution for them, oh my goodness. I mean, this is how Jamstack got to where they're at. That exact dynamic. This is true. And uh, it's cool because where we're at with Jamstack now is at the point where we're post-campaign and we're getting ready to go to e-commerce with it. So we're like Chris and I are working with, like my client Chris are working with what can we be uh, building out to really maximize engagement and keep people in the loop and stuff like that for the next couple of months while we focus on manufacturing and then get ready to do a launch on an actual like Shopify platform or something. Yes. So, which is great, which is great, which is wonderful. I love it. Yeah. It's really cool. So this is awesome. Um, so if anyone wants to sign up for a trial, do you guys do trials? Yes. Okay. Yes. We have a 14 day trial and I, I, I will say this, what's very unique about us is that when you sign up for 14, I'm going to show you how to, and this is not even hacking the system, but I'm going to show you how to get the most out of your 14 day trial. All right. Um, when you sign up for a 14 day trial, you get a complimentary one-on-one. -on -one. So remember, I talked about if you can map out what you're doing and be clear, you can sign up for a free trial and within a day or two, you could be talking to someone live, someone in the office for 30 minutes about what's your plan and how to achieve that in active campaign. So I actually did, okay, I signed up a while ago, so maybe it's a new mm -hmm. thing, but I would love to have that. So I'll, um, I'll arrange that with you later because I'm like, I, yes. I want that. I want to talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now that's specific to your business. Now we're going to take it a step further. Um, I, myself, I, I personally run office hours every Tuesday and Friday, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central, Friday at 1 p.m. Central. Mm -hmm. Now, that there is where the group of people can come. And, you know, with any group, you're always going to have your most engaged people asking questions. But you can ask any question about the application in your marketing strategy. And I will literally go through my application and build it out. And, and if, if the automation that I build out is exactly what you need, which most of the time it is, I'll just share the automation to you. <laughs> You'll get the link on the office hours and be able to import it right into your account. Oh, so this fantastic. is 14 days. You've got the one-on-one -on -one and at least four office hours. So you've got five physical touch points. And by physical, I mean a human being interaction touch points to really get success within those 14 days mm -hmm. so that you can make the better decision to say, okay, this is worth it. I'll, I'll continue and, and go on and pay for this. I love that. And, um, we've like Chris and I've actually arranged a special link for you guys. So if you want to take advantage of that 14 day trial, you can head over to activecampaign.com slash uncut U N C U T. I'll also make sure a link to that is in the show notes at crowdfundinguncut.com, but it's activecampaign.com slash uncut and you'll be able to get your 14 day trial that way. But yeah. So apart from that, if, um, is, is there anywhere else we should be sending people if they want more information? 
Um, that's everything. If you if you're already a user by some chance, or you just want to attend one of my office hours, we don't gate it for just users. Um, this is open to anybody looking to leverage marketing automation. You can visit activecampaign.com forward slash training, and you'll be able to access a link to register for the next office hours. And if you just want, you know what, look, that's a little too much. I just want to kind of read up and learn about the space at my own pace. I create guides specifically for that. That's at activecampaign.com forward slash learn. Fantastic. And, you know, all links, all the things we've talked about are in the show notes for this episode. So, Chris, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know, like, it's, I knew I would be able to ask, selfishly ask you my own questions. I'm like, so what about this thing? (laughs) And uh, you've covered it and you've actually given me some inspiration for what new things I'm going to be doing with my automation. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And and like always, uh, people like yourself with with a good audience and doing business the right way. Um, I am always open to come back on because what I've seen is a lot of times we'll have a we'll have a podcast like this. It'll launch a few weeks or a month later. People will listen to it and then they'll have their own set of questions. Like, could you ask Chris this? <laughs> what about this? And uh, if that is the case here, Kirsten, I'm just extending an invitation. I, I'd be more than willing to come back on and have a follow up. For sure. Well, guys, if you do have any follow-up questions, you can get me um, at, I think the best way will be k at crowdfundinguncut.com. Just send them with the subject line, Chris. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then if there's enough interest, we'll definitely have you back on the show and do a follow-up Q&A. Great. Great. So, Appreciate it, Kirsten. No worries. Thanks for sharing your infinite wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. Pleasure's all mine. Okay, guys, I hope um, you are stoked after listening to this interview and you see a little bit more behind the scenes and what we do um, and just the whole concept of like launching your brand online and why email marketing is so important. Um, So we do have some resources that I've already mentioned in the podcast, which is super cool. Um, For more information and if you want to pick up your um, the ultimate crowdfunding product launch checklist, which outlines my six-month formula for launching strong, you can go to crowdfundinguncut.com and grab that. Uh, You'll see a link, which is cool. Um, Apart from that, let me know if you have any questions, but love you, and um, we'll see you guys next week. Are you launching a product on either Kickstarter or Shopify and you're feeling completely overwhelmed with the process? Hi there, my name is Kirsten, the CEO of Launch and Scale. To date, we've helped several online sellers sell millions of dollars online and scale their business from zero to seven figures by focusing on building an audience of fans that will actually convert into paying customers. If you're serious about building a seven-figure e-commerce brand with less time and less risk, you should check out our product launch pad. PLP is a proven accelerator that takes you step-by-step through the process of launching and scaling your product brand. Brands like the Monk Manual, Aberlite, Series Chill, Jamstack, and several others were all launched using our product launch pad. So if you'd like to be our next success story, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more. And for a limited time, we're offering a seven-day trial of the product launch pad for only $1. Again, go to launchandscale.co slash PLP to learn more.